Next on BYU Sports Nation, game day. BYU-UConn under the Friday night lights at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. UConn made the program's longest regular season trip this week. The voice of the Huskies, Joe D'Ambrosio, joins us live. Plus, BYU Sports Nation all-access with wide receiver Colby Pearson. Where is this BYU team mentally right now? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It is good to be back. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, October 2nd, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with turf repair specialist, Jerem Jordan. Good thing BYU has natural grass. I won't have to do anything on this. But it's great to be at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I love being in this place. There's only six home games a year, stadium of fire, a couple spring balls. It's like ten events a year in this stadium that matter, and today is one of them. BYU and UConn tonight are pregame shows at 9 Eastern, the games at 10:15 Eastern uh, on ESPN2. It's a great day, man, and it's October. You can feel fallout here. There's Football a, weather. A, a bunch of guys were just on the field blowing leaves off. We can't have evidence of a fall on the field. We'll just have football tonight. The backdrop here is, in a word, impressive. It doesn't get old. It's great. It's good to be back. Friday football at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. A bit of rain in the forecast tonight. I love it. The fall weather mixed with the football. This It feels like football season to me for the first yeah. time. It's crisp. It's long sleeve uh, weather. You look at... Uh, very cloudy. It's supposed to be pretty cloudy tonight. Isolated thunderstorms. Highs in the 50s. Uh, 35% chance of rain. So expect, uh, expect, expect it to be a little wet tonight for this game. We'll have a late night and an early morning tomorrow morning. BYU Sports Nation special Saturday edition. We jokingly call it Countdown to Conference. It's the general conference pregame show. Yes. That's what it, it is. is. So it will be an hour <laughs> earlier. 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, BYU Sports Nation Saturday edition countdown to conference or the general conference pregame show mm-hmm. live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. UConn at BYU tonight. Start your night off with countdown to kickoff. That show airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain, followed by the game on ESPN2 at 10.15 Eastern. All BYU does in sports is go to Spokane and win now, I guess, because the women's soccer team ranks sixth. Beat Gonzaga 1-0 on a Nadia Gomes goal in the 70th minute yesterday. The Cougars will hit up Voodoo Donut today, and then tomorrow they play Portland, 10 Eastern time on the W.TV. Some bad news, though. Uh, Ashley Hatch, this news came out prior to the game yesterday, will miss at least four weeks with a small fracture in her knee. We saw that happen That's the rest in the of the regular State season. Game. She went back into the game. Turns out she has a fracture in her leg. We wish her a very speedy recovery. 15th-ranked BYU women's volleyball at San Diego tonight for another key West Coast Conference matchup. You can watch that match 10.30 Eastern on the W.TV from the Slim Jim or the Jenny Craig Pavilion. That's one of the best nicknames of any arena in uh, all of uh, College sports. I love it. Hey, pro football news. One Yunga and the Giants are at Buffalo this weekend. Alani Fuas Cardinals host the Rams. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs welcome the Bengals. And Austin Colley, now without John Beck, as we learned yesterday, uh, and the BC Lions have a home game with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Don't forget about that one. It's time to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Countdown to Connecticut. Ten hours away. Oh, I, you know we I had to go there. I thought we got there. rid of that. You know we 
to go why? there. Why? Because it's game day against Connecticut. I, I get it. Game number two all time <laughs> against the Connecticut that? Huskies. Delete. Oh, whoever had that idea, and it wasn't us that, that originated that, fantastic job. That's where the countdown originally started with the Connecticut Huskies. They make the return trip to Provo tonight. At Kyle Ireland earlier today said, I expect an honorary countdown to Connecticut tonight for old time's oh, sake. Oh, nice. So maybe it there was Kyle go. Ireland tweeting in. Who knows? The producer, Ben Bagley, should just take credit for it, and we'll call it good. BYU-UConn tonight. The Cougars have won the only previous matchup, 35-10, to 10, to open the season last year at Rentschler Field in East Hartford. What happens tonight? A game with some serious intrigue. As we look at what happened against Michigan and push it forward now through this week with injuries and adversity, the elation, the roller coaster emotions Weather. of September. Weather now factor. What happens tonight? This game has a ton of question marks, and that brings us to our Twitter ad lib today. Okay, a little different. I expect blank to do blank tonight against UConn. Watch your mouth. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our first big question mark, and we discussed this earlier in the week, is what in the world will BYU get from the running game tonight. We played a game show called Name That Running Back because that's the situation BYU is in right now. Adam Hine, questionable. Algie Brown banged up, questionable. Jamal Williams not walking through that door until next year. So who plays running back for BYU tonight? It starts with Francis Bernard. Yeah, Francis Bernard, number 36. Uh, You know, freshman, Riley Burt's going to get some run. Nate Carter's going to get some run. You hope Algernon Brown can play. Um... Tonight, but you're going to have a bunch of a bunch of different guys out there running back for BYU that you may not have seen very much. And the most experienced of those looks like it's going to be Nate Carter. Again, we'll see who comes out and plays. No official word quite yet from BYU on out or in on some guys uh, that are in question. But it, it's going to rain tonight. It sounds like you'd think that BYU would not be able to sling it to the degree that they want. Yeah, and you look at UConn; they're the sixth-rated pass defense in all of America. That's so deceiving. They played Villanova, an FCS team, and two of the top rushing offenses in Army and Navy. Don't, t- don't take that for anything. But one stat that does stick out for them is their defense. They have a good defense, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Four games in the books, and UConn is 25th in total defense and scoring defense. Okay, how many yards do you give up? How many points do you give up? They played Missouri, held Missouri to nine. I Classic know, nine to six game. Yeah, you're cl- now. Here's what happened in that game, by the way. UConn misses a, a PAT, so they have six. There's a safety and a touchdown, so Missouri has nine. Had had UConn made the simple PAT, and they're only four of seven. By the Who way, who is four of they're seven four for of seven. extra points? They would. Have, they had a field goal to win at the end of the game. Instead, it was for a tie, and they faked it and didn't get it. But they played an FCS team, Army, and then Navy's a good team. I'm, I'm not sure how good UConn is, by the way. I, I don't know. They won two games last year. They've won two already. Different quarterback. That's why, it's a great, that's why it's a question mark. I'm interested to see it. BYU should win this game. They're favored by, what, 17 points? I don't know. If BYU, I, is I that think too BYU, much? No, I think it's fair. I, I think this BYU team's hungry. And they have, they have something to prove tonight. That's been the theme this whole week. BYU has something to prove after that game last week. And BYU is still a good team. They had their worst game in the Bronco Mendenhall era, I know. But I'm not going to discount what they did the first three weeks. Somebody not discounting what UConn has done defensively is Coach Robert and I. He spoke about the Huskies' defense specifically a few days ago. Uh, they played hard. 
uh, they are real competitive and uh, you know took Missouri right down to the wire and uh, they've done some really good things this year so they are capable and uh, a formidable challenge for for our group top 25 in total defense and scoring defense Speaking of that side of the ball, what about the BYU defense? After giving up 31 points in the first half against Michigan, the Cougars turn around and pitch a second-half shutout. Now, say what you will about that. Bronco Mendenhall alluded to the fact that Michigan was still trying to score, but they made some significant changes at halftime. And yesterday in my conversation with him, he said, that is what I am hoping more than anything for tomorrow night's game is that that second-half defense that played against Michigan carries over tonight in the game against UConn. Sure, and BYU had to have their man-up moment in the second half. You're down 31 nothing. The game is over. What are you going to do now? And BYU played much better in that second half. When you look at just the Michigan game, it means nothing to me. But when you look at BYU moving forward, now it means something to me because BYU has eight more games. Only a third of the season's been played. There's a lot left to play for. And if BYU comes out tonight and plays a good game defensively, plays a good game offensively, you move from there. Because guess what? East Carolina is a good team. They're in here next week. Cincinnati beat Miami last night. Cincinnati's a good team. They beat Miami without their starting quarterback, the best running back, and the best wide receiver. You talk about depth. That's a nice win. Miami was undefeated. So perhaps this home schedule is toughening up just a little bit. Enough, you, you perhaps, wish there were power fives, that, that BYU might be games. able to do some things nationally against teams that are better than we anticipated would be? I don't well, know. We'll, we'll ha- see. Well, nas- we'll see. You only do something nationally if you can get ranked. Right? Well, here's so the if thing. BYU has three losses or less, they'll finish ranked. There was an article released today by an ESPN blogger. I believe his name is Adam Rittenberg, and he said the following. BYU showed they could handle a big boy schedule. The next step is winning out to show they belong with the big boys permanently. Okay, let's slow the roll there. There's some some injuries for BYU that are going to affect that. Last year, if Taysom Hill was the only injury, BYU could have uh, won 10-plus games. But it wasn't. There were a lot of injuries. And Michigan was Utah State Part 2. BYU got banged up quite a bit. To say run the table, coming off of a 31-0 loss is the most naive thing I've ever heard in my life. You just have to beat Connecticut first, and then you go from there. Win one. East Carolina up after that. You just lost thirty-one nothing. How can you expect to run the table you or don't. even you throw don't, that but out? That is, that is the I know perspective. It's one rider. That is the perspective yeah. of a writer. That says, I feel "Hey, you. I feel you. They did enough to get noticed in September. If they want to stay relevant, that's his opinion of how BYU stays in the national I, conversation. I agree. I agree. But you have you have to slow down. Beat Connecticut. Yes. Win the get game, through October undefeated. Win the game where there are so many question marks. Next question mark. Tanner Mangum, before his 55-yard passing performance against Michigan, and again, nobody nobody showed up offensively for BYU. It's not just on Tanner Mangum, but before that 55-yard passing performance, he was a top 50 passer in the country yards per game. He dropped down to, I think, number 82, 179 yards a game. What can he do tonight against the UConn pass defense that really hasn't been truly tested through the air? Yeah, you, exactly. You played Army and Navy. You played an FCS team, Missouri. Matty Mauck, who's not even going to play for Missouri, is suspended indefinitely this week. Hasn't been the strongest four games, but UConn's defense has played well. The strength of the UConn defense, is my, in my opinion, is the, is the two safeties, Obi Melifonwu and Andrew Adams. Very, very good players on the back end. Now, the corner's not as strong. They had a first-round draft pick last year. That guy is gone. 
Byron yeah. something. I can't remember his name. Byron Smith, I think. Not no, Smith. Not something Smith? else. Anyway. Uh, they just paid me to get, learn this year's stuff, not last year's, I guess. <laughs> the defense, the uh, defensive line is solid as well. The linebackers aren't tremendous for UConn. I think BYU is going to be able to run the ball. If it's rainy, I think BYU is still going to be able to run the ball, even with Francis Bernard. This might be the Francis Bernard era beginning. You know what I mean? Harvey Unge was at UCLA in, o, in 07, and you thought, wow, this, this guy can do something. And this might be a preview of next year for all intents and purposes. Squally Canada, Jamal Williams, Francis Bernard, Riley Burt, and these guys. Okay? One of the early quirks of this show began when you said BYU would win by 17-plus <laughs> against an American opponent, Houston. That yes, game was on the, on the road. road. BYU's 17-point favorite today. Don't you dare say BYU by 17-plus. BYU 17 plus. will win by 17-plus. <laughs> <laughs> they will. I'm saying okay. it now. Yeah, BYU by 17 plus. Okay. They cover. So when you fill in that ad lib, you expect. A bunch of people right now are like, no! You expect. So you, you, you're answering the Twitter ad lib with this. I expect BYU to win by 17 plus tonight against UConn. Yes. I think BYU's backs are against the wall to a degree. This game will tell us a lot about where BYU's at. Because through three games, everyone felt great, right? You make two great plays to win those games. You'd come up a little short against UCLA. UCLA's a tremendous team. Then you got whooped against Michigan. So where, where are you? Where are you mentally, physically, emotionally, all that stuff? We're going to find out tonight on this yeah, field I against UConn. I asked that question to Colby Pearson yesterday and to Bronco Mendenhall and to TJ on Karoma because I was interested to hear, and they're all, they all kind of responded the same way. We just we questioned ourselves. Now we just want to see what we're made of against UConn. We want to play to see what we are made of. And UConn is enough of a test. It's not Wagner, but it's not East Carolina to me. I don't think UConn is going to end up making a bowl game. I, I, I think they'll still have a, a losing record. But it's an improved UConn from last year. That was a two-win team last year. They've already won two. They're traveling year. over 2,000 miles to play this game. This is a 10:15 p.m. local time start for them. What can they do with the two-time zone shift in a very late start on a Friday? This is a weird game for UConn. What do they yeah, pull off yeah, tonight? Yeah, we, we, we made a deal out of the early game for BYU, therefore a late game for an East Coast team matters. Throwing the yeah. altitude factor. I mean, there are some outside things that UConn might Plus, be Plus, BYU has the advantage of those mission trips. Man, they oh, should roll. Okay. <laughs> game time temperatures forecasted to be in the high to mid-50s. Isolated thunderstorms, 35 to 40% chance of rain being forecasted right now. It'll be humid. 75% come kickoff time. It's 88% humidity I love right that now. we turn into the weathermen all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden, we know how to give the weather. Jim Cantori. <laughs> when this comes up, like, no training. I uh, almost had my Jim Cantori moment. Yeah. You know that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, against Texas. In 2013, yeah. on the field when that horrible, horrible storm delayed the game for an hour. <laughs> you wanted me on the field. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So I'm, I'm producing that, Jonah. Let's, hey, Spencer, let's get you on the field, like in all the wind, giving a, a report. No, it was like evac everybody, get out of there, and we went up to the that booth for like two hours. I hope. I prep a one-hour show. It was a three-hour show. My bold prediction tonight, that type of storm will not happen. <laughs> we didn't expect it that day either, did we? <laughs> oh, that was, that was nuts. But in all seriousness, if it starts to rain and weather becomes a factor, then you automatically go back to the running game. How much will BYU rely, have to rely on the running game if things get out of control with the weather? A hundred percent. Man. And we played What's the Chance yesterday, and we asked the question, what's the chance Francis Bernard leads BYU in rush yards? One hundred percent. And we both said one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. All indications from the coaching staff, none of them have said uh, phrases like this this week, by the way. 
Yeah, Adam and Adam Hine and Algernon Brown. Uh, you know, we hope they can go. It's it's we're gonna see some Bert and Bernard. Bert and Bernard tonight. You're gonna get introduced to these guys. Your starting running backs likely. We don't know. Hasn't been confirmed. Freshman, along with a starting quarterback. What happened freshman. to this season? Isn't that something? Man, there's still a lot to play for, but it's just a different group of guys from the beginning. So you hope for the best with those guys and experience. Our conversation happening right now on the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUS and join BYU Sports Nation. It is more of an ad lib than a question, and it goes like this. I expect, fill in the blank, to do fill in the blank tonight against UConn. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Cisco Rue, I expect the BYU defense to do bad things tonight against UConn. My prediction, sad Huskies. So in that instance, bad means good. Yes. Okay. BYU's 43-2, and two, uh, and I can't, it might be in the Bronco Hall here, I can't remember, when they get three sacks or more. Three sacks or more. I think that'll happen tonight. Running quarterback for UConn. Well, kind of cool having an interception tonight. Mm. Will they even throw the ball? I think they will, yeah. and he's going to make them pay. Brian Sheriff's is a dual-threat guy, thrown for over 203 of the last four, but it's not his strength. He, he, is a, he is a runner at heart. And if Jake Rudock can run for two touchdowns, who is not a runner, it makes you, makes you a little worried about Bryant Sheriff's tonight. At Cameron Southam, I expect Devon Blackman to score tonight against UConn. He's due. Devon has scored two touchdowns that have both been negated. One by a so penalty. He, he, he doesn't have a touchdown no. as a BYU Cougar. No. Yeah, I'd say he's due. Come on. And do you remember the last time BYU was in this stadium? It's felt like forever since that. BYU threw Hail Mary part two and had the pick six and kind of cool had three interceptions. Atmosphere. Let's get back to that tonight. We'll talk to the voice of the UConn Huskies, Jody Ambrosio, in a little while. Up next, one-on-one with BYU wide receiver Colby Pearson. He had some interesting things to say about the transition from Taysom Hill to Tanner Mangum. Hear that conversation next on BYU Sports Station. We are live from the stadium. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use that hashtag, BYUSN. And speaking of the BYU Store, how about this? BYUSN fans today get 50% off selected BYU Nike caps. You can see four of them right now on our desk. We will also tweet out this deal. 50% off today only courtesy of our sponsor, the BYU Store. Here's how you get it. Go to BYUstore.com. Click on the BYU Sports Nation button. We have a button? Nice. I know, right? Choose your hat. Choose which one you want. Five different styles available. Like I said, we have four. Oh, Jeremy, uh, I, I like these. I like the, the, there's a the nice gray one with the, gray the stretch one. white. Okay. I like, we, we have a black hat with the old school yeah, the BYU black hat. logo, which mm-hmm. is my favorite. And then uh, just do it with Cougars in uh, cursive. I love it. It's a Navy. It's a Navy. So I think I'm going to go with that one. I'd wear that one tonight right over there. Okay. Yeah, the Navy. I'll go with the gray. Okay. Okay. Check it out. BYUstore.com. 50% off today only. BYUstore.com. Five different Cougar Nike hats. And don't forget, Countdown to Kickoff is live tonight, 9 Eastern time, right here on BYU TV as we get you set. From this set, with Spencer uh, Linton. I was going to call you Spencer Logan. Splinton. Splinton. Logan. And Dixon. <laughs> there you go. Our Twitter addle today, I expect blank to do blank tonight against UConn. At Clark underscore BJ says, I expect Mitch Matthews to be elite tonight against UConn. The BYU receivers must show up in force tonight. There you go. 
I had a chance to talk to one of the BYU receivers yesterday, one-on-one, Colby Pearson, about everything from transitioning from Taysom Hill, who he worked all summer long with, to a freshman quarterback, Tanner Mangum, to what is the mentality of this BYU football team right now after that wild September? BYU Sports Nation All Access with wide receiver Colby Pearson. Talk about an emotional roller coaster over the first month of the season between the Hail Mary, the Boise State excitement, coming up one point shy against a top 10 team at UCLA, and then, and then the debacle at Michigan. How would you sum up that first month of this college football season? And just like you said it, dude, roller coaster, uh, emotional ride. Um, it's been even in one game from the, the lowest of feelings of you're going to lose to catching a Hail Mary pass to um, winning two straight and then dropping two straight, one a heartbreaker and one a heartbreaker as well, but in a different kind of fashion. So, yeah, it's been, it's been, been a ride so far. Where is this team mentally right now? We just want to play again. Um, we're ready to get back on the field, especially after what happened last week. Um, definitely uh, different kind of practices this week. Uh, more of a, you know, like, we got to pick this up. That can never happen again. Uh, we kind of were just kind of what happened, you know. And so this week we're, we're on a mission for sure. When you look back at that game and you see the tape and, and the film, maybe you burned it. I don't know. Maybe you didn't watch very much at all. But uh, what, what did you learn from that Michigan game? Um, as far as me, um, physicality, physicality, they were really physical, um, grabbing a lot. So it's more about um, initial separation and then maintaining separation, especially when they're a team who likes to man press and likes to grab. Um, yeah, if it was a film I'd like to burn, it was that one. It was good. Um, we took what we could out of it, uh, as much good as we could find, and then uh, put it away. What kind of a challenge did Guy Holiday issue to the wide receivers this week? Um, getting open, staying open. You know, I felt like their man press really, for some reason, caught us off guard. I wouldn't say caught us off guard, but really their physicality kind of threw us off of our own game. Um, I guess we weren't used to something like that. And so um, Tanner was rust a few times, and we just weren't quite open yet, or I don't know. So basically just get open, stay open uh, on our routes. Is it difficult to overcome a loss like that? Uh, Yeah, and I mean, I guess we'll probably see how we respond more tomorrow. Uh, I think we will come back positively, but yeah, it is. Because, I mean, we had we had uh, a heartbreaker to UCLA, but we only dropped a little bit. We were still fine. Uh, we still had high hopes for the season. After that, that crushing loss, um, we kind of fell off. So we kind of decided, you know, it's just it's just us now. You know, it's just the BYU family, BYU fans here. You know, the, the nation's kind of falling off of us now. So uh, we'll focus up, and tomorrow we'll see how we respond. Tomorrow's weather isn't exactly the most favorable for for football, at least in the forecast with some rain and it's a little bit chilly. Will that affect the the passing attack at all or, or the, the scheming? Um, it hasn't affected the game plan. We're going to come out there slinging. Um, I did see the weather. It kind of sucks. It always sucks to see rain and stuff as a receiver. But, you know, it, it's just more of a mental thing. You know, just go out there and do it. Um, we'll change up some of our stuff. Uh, but, no, we're, we're going to come out slinging, you know, just as the plan was. How is Tanner progressing as a quarterback now that he's going to make uh, his, I think this is his fourth start? Yeah, um, what a crazy month for Tanner to come into and, and take the starting role over. But uh, I think he's doing well um, with me and him working on more chemistry stuff. It's kind of been a slow start for me this season. Um, 
And it's tough, you know, working the whole offseason with, with a different quarterback and getting timing sh- such down. But um, Tanner's coming along a long ways. And me and him personally in our personal relationship, I think, it is growing. So I think um, the rest of the season for me will get better with Tanner as well. Looking at the running back group now, I mean, Algie Brown banged up, Adam Hine banged up, Jamal Williams withdrawn from school. Do you feel an added measure of pressure in that wide receiver room to step up because of what's happened with the running backs? Yeah, um, definitely too. And with and with Taysom's running legs kind of taken off as well, you know. And so a lot more scramble drill stuff. And you've seen a lot of success of that in the first four games um, with down the, down the field stuff has been with the scramble drill when Tanner's flush out of the pocket. But definitely with the running backs out. And also what it means is the new freshman guys are going to have to step up. You know, we have the new guys, Riley Burton and, and Francis, are going to come in and they got to do something. You know, and it, they don't have a time to transition. they got to come up and play. Um, and it sucks to have them out. You know, Algae and them, it's great. Um, they're great backs and they make a difference in passing game and running game uh, with their pass pro as well but we do what we can and and I think the freshmen we have are are good for for the role they have to come and step into what what does this team want to accomplish this season um man uh, we want to win out for sure um especially after the first two games we were all high and we're like dude you know we can do something really really special this year um we had a couple setbacks but you know like all you can do is go forward and so we're still expecting to do good things you know 11 and 2 that's a that's a solid year we can do some good things here so that's what we're all looking forward to and what we talked about in our meeting what uh coach menhall's told us is you know it's it's not only game by game it's day by day practice by practice film session by film session that we're going to reach that you know when we start getting ahead of ourselves like after starting 2 and 0 and thinking about you know what could be that's when you kind of uh can slip up more easily and so yeah just day by day and we want to win out for sure Colby, good luck against UConn tomorrow. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks. BYU wide receiver Colby Pearson, BYU Sports Nation all-access interesting interview. BYU still feels like, hey, one game at a time, there's a lot to play for. We want to run the table. He said that. Uh, of course, it's and he should. Mind. He should. There you go. I don't know if you should say it out loud, but you should think that way. <laughs> right? You just lost 31 nothing. Like, you just, you, just win, you just try and win this game and you go on. Joining us next to tell us about what BYU should expect from the UConn Huskies is the voice of UConn football, Joe D'Ambrosio. We'll take a short break. Joe is on set with us right now. He's ready to roll. He's got his UConn swag on. Have to and stay warm out here in the Wasatch Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Great weather. <laughs> stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation will be live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, one hour prior to LDS General Conference, a special Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation tomorrow, recapping the Connecticut game, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, tomorrow. Wake up. Get your pancakes and waffles going with your family and your PJs. Watch some BYUSN. Then you can watch General Conference. Football game day. BYU hosting UConn tonight. Started off with Countdown to Kickoff, the show that is produced by my man here to my left, Jerem Jordan. That at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time. Games on ESPN2 at 10, 15 p.m. Eastern. Six-ranked women's soccer beat Gonzaga one nothing. They play at Portland tomorrow night, 10 Eastern time on the W.TV. If you missed it, Ashley Hatch, leading goal scorer for BYU, will miss at least four weeks with a small fracture in her knee. 15th-ranked BYU women's volleyball at San Diego tonight. That match on the W.TV, 10.30 Eastern start from the Slim Gym. 
the Jenny Craig Pavilion in San Diego. And Cougs in pro <laughs> football, Juan Di- <laughs> Juan and the Giants are at Buffalo. Alani Fu and the Cardinals host the Rams. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs welcome the Bengals. And Austin Colley and the BC Lions have a home game with Saskatchewan. With us on set, the voice of UConn Husky Sports, Joe D'Ambrosio. Joe, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Good to be here. Who do you guys like in that BC-Saskatchewan game? Oh, uh, I think BC's uh, pass offense is really going to test the Saskatchewan <laughs> secondary. That's what I think. The Rough Riders, I think, get the win tonight, Jeremy. I'm going to disagree really? there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Split, BC's got some crowd. injuries they're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, did you want to you want to be the I, determiner no, I'll, there? I'll, 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 I, I always like the Rough Riders. There's just something about that name. Okay. So. <laughs> now, where does Austin play? Which team does he play on? BC Lions. Then I'll take BC the BC Lions. There you there. go. I think they'll win. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian, former BYU quarterback and USC coach, was a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at one I point. I did not think we'd talk about the CFL this much. Maybe he learned some him. of his pre-rally uh, uh, oh stuff boy. when he was playing oh boy. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, UConn BYU. Uh, <laughs> uh, you were on the show twice last year. Yes, I feel like I'm summer. a member of the crew here. Yeah, the, uh, and then the week of UConn. So here we are again, but this time uh, in Provo. What do you think of Provo so far? First trip I like out it. here? Uh, it's my first trip here. I was telling uh, the lovely Lauren who ferreted me over here from the hotel that we were in Salt Lake City for basketball in 95. Uh, it's great. Uh, the kids love the stadium. We had our walkthrough uh, yesterday. I mean, it's a tremendous facility. I mean, there's such history here with BYU and you know last year obviously not UConn didn't give them much of a game but just the facility and everything I'm looking forward to tonight I'm not looking forward to the 1021 Eastern or 1026 if it slides yep kickoff time now there are those exterior factors this is a very late game for UConn throw in the two time zone shift that gets to some teams the longest trip in regular, trip, season yeah. history. in regular season there's yeah. been some dispute whether this is longer than when we played in the Fiesta Bowl but I'll let Rand McNally Figure that yeah. out. Okay. As the clo- crow flies. Yes, I mean, exactly. is, is that a concern? Like, are, are the players and None. the coaches concerned about that? that we, I joked with Bob Diaco on our pre- tape in our pregame interview. I said the old guys who do the broadcast will have a tougher time with the 1021 Eastern kickoff time. And, and the, the altitude. Because play- yeah. let's be honest, guys, college kids are up at 10, 15, 10, 25 at night. And I don't think the altitude is, is that big of a deal. I mean, it's only a one-day trip. Uh, and they're, they're in great shape. So, no, I don't think. Again, I think it'll be more of a problem for us in the booth than it'll be for the kids down <laughs> on the field. When you look at UConn, two wins last year, you already have two this year. How much better are the Huskies this season? Jaren, they're a lot better um, in, in every phase. I mean, last year was Bob Diaco's first year. He had to implement his systems. He basically tore everything up and started from, started from scratch. Um, very, everybody was very disappointed, but he brought almost everybody back on the defense, which has been their strength. Brought a lot of the key personnel back on the, on the offense, except for Jeremy Davis, who's, who's playing for the Giants now. Um, he's, he's really got the players understanding what he wants them to do. Uh, it's, a, it's a different culture. Uh, there's a lot more confidence. The two games that they lost to Missouri and Navy were games that they could have won, but they just didn't play consistently enough in all three phases. So they're a lot better team. And look, in the American Athletic Conference, it's not the SEC. Um, who knows what's going to happen there? I mean, they've already lost once to Navy, but, you know, the goal is to get to six wins and to get to a bowl game for the first time in five years. Do you see that? Do you see UConn in a bowl game? It's, tight. it's nip and tuck, Spence. I don't, I don't know if they're going to get to six. Um, you know, they still they have Houston and Temple who are really good in the league. Cincinnati who beat Miami last night mm-hmm. uh, on the road where UConn's never won. Um, I think six, six this year might be a stretch. I think 2016 is the year that they've been pointing at as being their big year. Year two under Bob Diaco. Now as the Huskies approach this game with BYU, 
What is the mindset of UConn going in, knowing that BYU just got blown out by Michigan 31? Do they feel like this is a more winnable game now? Well, except for the fact that, as, as Coach has said several times in interviews this week, BYU beat the snot out of UConn last year. It's his words, not mine. Um, although, Colby bent the envelope a little bit, too, in his interview. Um, no, they, they don't. They, in fact, I don't know how much tape they watched of that game, much like Bronco with his team. You know, you can't gain anything out of that because 10 minutes in, it's 28 nothing. You have to flip the whole game plan. I think the games that they probably looked at a lot were the first three games, especially uh, the Boise State game, which was uh, the quarterback's first game. So I think – no, I don't think – I don't think the Michigan game affects how they feel. They're confident they can go in anywhere and win this year, which may not have been the case last year. So I think, you know, I mean, they're going to come and, and, and give it their best shot. They know BYU is a very good team. They know they're going to be hungry. They're going to be angry. The place is going to be packed tonight. The weather may not be good. I would advise Colby don't listen to the meteorologists. Just, you know, that's my mantra to people back in <laughs> Connecticut, which has them all mad at me. Um, and just, you know, they, un- they understand that it's a challenge. They, they just they can't play like they did against Missouri and Navy, an incomplete game, and win tonight. That BYU-UConn game last year feels like a million years ago. It was, because, I believe, yeah. Yeah, it was a, roughly one million years ago. Uh, neither starting quarterback in that game is in this game. Case Cochran uh, essentially you know, retired right. after that game. Now Casey part of our Center. radio crew. Oh, very nice. Yeah, he's doing pregame and halftime and postgame. Cool. He is back in Connecticut. He'll probably have his footy pajamas on by the time the postgame show ends. Excellent. I, I will, too, in uh, our <laughs> building for the postgame as well. Uh, when you look at these two teams, very different, but let's talk about the quarterback matchup. Tell us about Bryant Sheriffs and then what you think of Tanner Mangum. Bryant Sheriffs played uh, 43 plays a couple of years ago at North Carolina State, transferred when he played the opener against Villanova, that was the first full game he had played in like three years since he was in high school. He didn't go on an LDS mission three years? He did not. Okay, he did kidding. not. Or a three-hour cruise, either. <laughs> um, he, he's a mobile quarterback. He gives him more mobility than Casey did. Um, you know, the people, what people forget about Casey getting hurt last year, they would have had more than two wins if Casey had Certainly. been there. Um, and I'm not just saying that because he works with us now. Um, he's a mobile quarterback. He's had a, little pro- he's had a couple of recent games where he might have taken out of the pocket a little bit too quick, but he's got a pretty good arm. Uh, he, he's a good decision maker. He's only fumbled the ball once this year. UConn had all sorts of problems last year in the beginning of games fumbling the football, including the BYU game. Um, and what I see from your quarterback is a, is a kid who I think is going to be great. I mean, he's not Taysom Hill yet. You can't expect that from him. I mean, he was a phenomenal quarterback. But I think, I, I think the kid has a good arm, confident. You know, again, throw out what happened last week because that was just a train wreck. Um, I, I think two pretty good quarterbacks. I'm going to be interested to see how they both develop through their careers. UConn boasts a defense that is top 25 in scoring defense and total yards allowed. Right. How good – how can we – do we know through four weeks how good this UConn defense is given who they have played against? No, I don't think so because Villanova is not as good as they were last year when they went to the FCS quarterfinals. And it's not the same Army team that ran roughshod over UConn a couple of weeks ago. And, and as we said off air, if Missouri's a top 25 team, I'll grow hair by the time the game, by the time the game ends <laughs> And tonight. BYU plays Missouri later in the year, so BYU fans watch that game with interest. Yeah, I, I, and, I, you know, and Matty Mock's suspended yep. for them now. Um I, I, I think they're going to be really good, though. The, the front line has a lot of experience to it. The, the linebackers are terrific. Uh, number 15, Luke Carrizola, has, has been great. Graham Stewart, the other outside linebacker, is playing his best football at UConn. Uh, the cornerbacks are good. The safeties are the strong point of the team. Andrew Adams had 17 tackles against Navy, and Obi Melanfonwu had 13. I, I think we've seen the defense play well. 
Um, they've got to get off the field better on third downs. That's an important thing, especially tonight. But I, I think the defense, I think by the end of the year, it's going to be a top 25 defense. What's up with PATs? Four for that's seven. a good question. It, uh, if you make the PAT against Missouri, that's well, a, field it's a goal whole for the different. Win. Exactly, exactly, Jared. Uh, Bobby Puyol's had problems with getting getting altitude on the kicks, you know. Um, and he went into that game last week knowing if he missed a kick, that was it for him. Michael Tarbot would have been the kicker, the true freshman. I seem to have the problem solved. He's worked very hard at it. He's a very in, intense young man who, who takes a lot of pride in his craft. And, it, and, and and as Bob said, it wasn't just Puyol; it was the whole battery. It was the ball getting back, the timing, the line doing enough blocking and stuff. But you can't, you can't have a kick blocked, an extra point blocked in three consecutive games. I mean, that, that, that's high school football, to be honest with you. So hopefully for, for UConn's sake, Bobby's over that, and that won't be a problem. Who's the number one playmaker on this UConn offense not playing quarterback? I'll give you two. I'll give you Arkel Newsom, number 22, who got his first real run at tailback. Uh, he's maybe the best high school running back in UConn, uh, in, in Connecticut high school history, has, also, has all the state records. Um, he's fast. Uh, he can catch the ball in the flat. Uh, he can run kickoffs back, though UConn hasn't run a kickoff back in 52 games now since the Fiesta Bowl. And the other is Noel Thomas, number five on the outside. He's their best receiver. He's a playmaker. I'd say Newsom and, and Thomas are the two guys to watch out for tonight, which I'm sure BYU uh, realizes. I'm not breaking any news here. What? They're writing this yes, down? Yes, exactly. Because I, right I know Bronco and his staff are watching this uh, to get the inside story. Every, Bronco's our number one day. fan. <laughs> every day. They watch it for game plans. Ron Johnson didn't play against Navy? Did I? Right. Did you saw that correctly. It's just a thing in the passing game. He's not as good in the passing game in, in, in every phase of it as Arkell. I would expect Johnson to get some run tonight tailback to yeah playing in the american athletic conference byu fans are interested in what east carolina and cincinnati are both going to bring to the table after this uconn game how good are those teams that byu still has remaining on the schedule i don't think east carolina is as good as they were last year or the year before although they changed quarterbacks and got a pretty good win last week cincinnati people might have seen last night beat miami um their, their wretched freshman who they put in at quarterback when Gunther Kiel got, Gunther Kiel got hurt again has played well. Cincinnati's supposed to be the class of the league. They were the preseason pick, which preseason polls and five-day forecasts have about the same value as well as mock drafts. Um, <laughs> I, I think that Cincinnati is a very, very good team. I think East Carolina is a, a good team. Uh, the best teams in the league are Navy, Houston, Memphis, and Cincinnati. Um, so I think I think Cincinnati will give BYU the stiffer of the two challenges. Joe D'Ambrosio, the voice of the Huskies, with us on BYU Sports Nation. I was going to say in the Hawaii Bowl, BYU can match up with an American team as well later in the year. It won't be a rematch. I know that there have been some mock things saying, oh, it's going to be Cincinnati. No. How can people predict bowls when we're four weeks into the season? That's a fantastic point. Because there's nothing Seriously. else to do, Joe. Okay, I For believe that. People, I guess. <laughs> that makes a good point. Are you one of the guys like Bronco Mendenhall? Yeah, hey, we, we don't need rankings until like week eight. Are you, are I'm you like week that? five. I'm week five. In basketball and football, it's senseless because, you know, teams that get hosed in the rankings never have a chance to get up to that top four. You know, wait five weeks, see who pans out, and then go from there. I mean, everybody had Oregon as the top of the world. How'd that work out last week? Not very Not well. So and well. BYU was a ranked team as well last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with Missouri. Missouri, Missouri was ranked 21. And Auburn. They're not that. Auburn, exactly. That, that's why I would say wait five weeks. But if we did that, then we wouldn't have college football talk 12, 12 months a year. Joe, great Nailed to it. have you with us on Great BYU to be here, Sports guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. The stadium. Joe D'Ambrosio, the voice of the Huskies. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, how well do you know UConn? Not just from player personnel and from what we learned from Joe D'Ambrosio, but 
the important stuff, like this, what's the enrollment? This, this is my favorite segment on the show. No, no, the foe up next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It is game day Friday night football under the LES lights. Remember, if you miss this episode or any episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights, 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. And speaking of the BYU Store, BYU Sports Nation fans today only get 50% off uh, percent off selected Nike caps courtesy of our sponsor, the BYU Store. So go to the BYU Store, sorry, just BYUstore.com. Click on the BYU Sports Nation button to choose your hat now. Five different styles available. We have four of them on the set right now. We sent out a tweet a little earlier. You got a navy, a black, a royal, and a gray version. These are fantastic hats. 50% off today. Check it out. When, when have you ever been able to buy a Nike hat for under 15 bucks? Just it's rare. It's yeah, rare. It's a rare occasion. Today it's, it's only a game day, baby. out the link. We've got to get the people ready. And it might rain, so you need it. Hey, treat yourself. That's what I think. <laughs> and don't forget, treat yourself to countdown to kickoff tonight. Nine Eastern time will get you ready for the Huskies and Cougars. It's Jerem's favorite part of the show every week during football season. Know the foe! BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Yes. And when we say do you, know the foe, the do you really know the foe according to Wikipedia? Let's go. Yeah, we both read Wikipedia and then we quiz each other. That's what we do. All right. I'm going first today, Jerem. Go. Hurry, the music's going to run uh, out. No, wait, whatever, even if it runs out. I'm going to start with the easy one. Name of the Yukon mascot. Jonathan the Husky. Jonathan. How'd they pick that? I don't yeah, know. Let's go with Jonathan. We should ask Joe. Okay. True or false, Dick Vitale's nephew plays for Yukon. True. False. Nick uh, Vitale. Nick is a cornerback, oh, but unrelated. Oh, dang it. It's awesome, baby. Okay. There is a Waterbury campus Good for UConn. Can you name the movie that Adam Sandler was in that made Waterbury famous? Uh... Billy Madison. Oh, good guess. Happy Gilmore. Oh, happy Gilmore. He played in the Waterbury Open. What are you, too good for your home? Who was founded first, BYU or UConn? Oh, UConn. Be easy, man. UConn. No, nope, BYU. Six years before. 1875 really? oh, to 1885. Right. Yeah. 75. Okay. Pioneers got out here early, man. All right. Like 30 years later. Okay. Let's see. I got a lot. You better bring it. UConn basketball. Are you literally on the Wikipedia page? I am page? on the Wikipedia page <laughs> right now. UConn basketball plays their home games in which Connecticut city? Uh, they play in, they play on, uh, no, they don't play on campus. They play in Hartford. No. Stores. Football. Stores. They yes. play in stores. <laughs> he got it wrong. He answered seven. I got it wrong. Who has more students? Uh, See, the music ended. We'll keep going. Man. We got to get more music. Ow. <laughs> UConn. UConn. It's a state by school. About, by about uh, 2,000. Yeah. That's it. I was going to say, there's, there is a big enrollment. Okay. I got, uh, I got a bunch more. Come on. You want me to just do it? You? You're on the, you're on the wiki page. I got, can, like, can prep we, questions. Keep Someone's going. Got, I hope BYU preps more than you did for this segment Stop tonight. It. Jeez. Again, this is your favorite part of the show. It is. What okay. conference is the UConn hockey team in? Is it Hockey East, Hockey Northeast, Hockey League, or Hockey Conference? Hockey Northeast. Hockey East. Oh, dang it. True or false, UConn has an ocean grant. An for its ocean? university. 
I mean, the, different these kinds of false grants. ones are tough. Uh, I say true. False. But they have a land, mm. sea, and space grant. Man, I went I saw am, The Martian last night. Excellent. I'm less way. than 50%. They have a hey, space grant. Hey, I have something for you. Yeah. What is Oozeball? Oozeball? Oozeball. I have no idea. I haven't watched Nickelodeon in like two decades. It's Yukon's annual mud volleyball tournament. <laughs> Oozeball. <laughs> Traditions. <laughs> what else you got there, man? Lip sync. Lip sync. Spring weekend. Yeah. Creek life. Good, good stuff. Within four. How okay. many national titles does UConn have in all of its sports? Within four. Within four? Ooh. I'm going to say 11. And How many? 21. That many? What, 21. Else, what else do they win national titles besides women's basketball and a few men's basketball? I don't know. I don't have the Wikipedia page up. Why don't you, why don't you look? Do they win in, in Oozeball? In Oozeball. They, they are they, is like, like a BYU, sanctioned sport according to the NCAA. BYU has won 10 consecutive national fireside championships. UConn has won the Oozeball title like seven years running. Why can't UConn get into a Power 5 conference with those basketball programs? Because it's about football. Yeah. What former Connecticut Husky? participated in Jimmer's All-Stars in the Merritt Center in 2011. Uh, that would be you, his you know buddy. This. His buddy that played point guard that took him to the national championship. And won it. Uh, it is, it's, uh, I want to call him Simba. It's not Simba. <laughs> it's, it's, it's close. It's, it's Kemba Walker. Kemba, Kemba Walker. Walker. Nailed it. Nailed it. That was the first ding in a long time. I know. Did both of us whiff? And, no, I got Jonathan Husky. Did we, get, did we bat like... 150? Can you name the point guard for UConn basketball? Shabazz Napier. Nope. First national championship winning team on the men's side. Oh. um, Oh. He was chubby. (laughs) (laughs) What was his name? Ray Allen wasn't on that team. Ray Allen was not on that team. We shocked the world. What was his name? I don't know. I'm trying to think of it right now. UConn, UConn <laughs> that was a buzzer for you. It's number. He's number twelve. Khalid, Khalid Elamin. Khalid Elamin. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That was a, that was um, that was a failure. That segment. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Everybody purely enjoyed how stupid we just sounded right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's on us. You kidding me? This would ha- this would happen listen. on the day we get pulled over by a Toyota Corolla cop. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, we didn't even mention that story. We yeah. need better execution. In we this need to talk about that next, perhaps. Up next, our elite <laughs> tweet of the day, and who gets our rise and shout? It's game day at LES. Do you want? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's game day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and time to whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Game day. BYU and Connecticut tonight. Start your night off with countdown to kickoff at 9 Eastern, followed by the game on ESPN 2 at 10.15 Eastern time. Soccer. Sixth-ranked BYU women's soccer beat Gonzaga, not Gonzaga. Gonzaga, 1-0 on Anadia Gomes goal in the 70th minute. Bad news, however. Ashley Hatch, star forward, will miss at least four weeks with a small fracture in her knee. They play Portland tomorrow, 10 Eastern, that game live on the W.TV. Volleyball. 15th ranked women's volleyball is at San Diego tonight, 10.30 Eastern on the W.TV from the Slim Jim. Jenny Craig Pavilion. Cougars in the NFL. Step into Slim Jim. Pro football. Wani Unga and the Giants are at Buffalo, New York showdown there. Alani Fua's Cardinals host the St. Louis Rams and Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs welcome the Cincinnati Bengals. Cougars in the CFL. Austin, I forgot about the A You part. jumped it. I know. Start hey, 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 hey. Austin Colley and the BC Lions. Garrett 2J is yelling at me for some reason my head's in. 
have a home game with Saskatchewan at 10 Eastern on Watch ESPN. I like the Rough Riders. Tennis. The women's tennis team at BYU be- begins play at the Cal Berkeley Nike Invitational today in Northern California. Swimming and diving. The BYU alumni meet tonight at 5 Eastern time at the Richards Building Pool. Softball. The ladies host the College of Southern Idaho in a scrimmage tonight, 6 Eastern at Gail Miller Field. Cross country. And the men and women's teams compete in the Washington Invitational today in Seattle. The women run at 6.15 Eastern, the men at 7 Eastern time. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout today, Jerem? I want to give it to Joe D'Ambrosio because he brought it on set. Third time on the show. He was great. Can we cut him a check? No. Okay. Budget. He was lobbying for one before he came on. <laughs> Aren't we all? How about we got pulled over by a Toyota Corolla? Oh, rise and shout to the uh, chief of police at BYU. So we, we roll in here, and like a bunch of divas, we, we go through a, a gated area. We pull the you know gate back. Cop, woo-woo, the fuzz come in. Talk to Spencer. <laughs> where, are we, where are we supposed to park? Uh, can you help us out? We're trying to you know get in the stadium for something here soon for the show. He's like, yeah, I'll just close it behind me. He was cool. I don't know his name. He was he the, gets chief, the, right. the chief of university police. He's the chief of my heart right now. He, dude, he, got, he was like super aggressive behind my bumper, and I'm like, this kind of, he's acting kind of like a cop. And then the lights turn on. I'm it like, wasn't I've been pulled a cop. over by a Toyota Corolla. It wasn't a cop car, but that yeah. guy gets the rise and shout. As Thank well as you Joe. for letting us park where we needed to park so we could do the show live at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We just have to plan better next time. Our elite tweet of the day. It's a fill-in. It's an ad lib. That eagle scream is loud. I expect Blank to do Blank tonight against UConn. At Cisco Roo says, I expect Frank Wintrick to deadlift the UConn equipment truck against UConn tonight. We walked by <laughs> it walking in here, man. Frank Wintrick is capable oh. of anything. That guy's the man. At JNL's 21 said, I expect Devon Blackman to do a TD dance tonight. That's a penalty. Don't do that. Thanks to Joe D'Ambrosio, Colby Pearson, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSM. Countdown to kickoff tonight on BYU TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. The kick at 10.15 p.m. Eastern. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, or on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout-out to Tyler Beck. Throw one of the hats, dude. BYU Sports Station, back to work tomorrow.